You're about to hear a message that was preached at Calvary Fellowship in Miramar, Florida. At Calvary, we exist to help people take their next step with God. And we pray that this message helps you do just that. Good morning, Calvary. How you doing? Merry Christmas for all those of you who celebrate Christmas. And I hope all of you celebrate Christmas. Did you guys have a good Christmas? It was a cold Christmas. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Senor. I hate when it's like, well, Merry Christmas. It's like 90 degrees outside. It's like, ugh. Like, I made a cake, but it melted on the way here. I'm sorry. You know, like all that stuff. Anyway, we had a great Christmas. Can we give it up for the band? Well, come on. For those of you who do not know, my name is Pastor George. I'm the worship pastor here at Calvary. And today I had to watch from the sidelines. And that was hard. It's really hard because they're so good, you know? Anyway, no, but it was great. Hey, so are you guys ready for the last Sunday of 2020? This is it. You guys made it. Come on, give yourself a round of applause. That's right, you made it. 2020 is over. Well, it's not over yet, but it's, 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 right, it's right there. So I'm going to tell you a story that um, is going to set this whole day up for us, okay? So here we go. A long time ago, many moons ago, when I had a lot more hair on the top of my head than on my face, uh, I was in middle school, and I was learning how to play the guitar. Now, this is... It was like a monumental moment for me because like, this is what's going to kind of set the trajectory for the rest of my life as a musician, just like you know, learning guitar and all that, even though I became a, really a drummer. That's a long story. So I'm in middle school, seventh grade, and I walk into guitar class, and guitar class was the best day, the best class to have in the day, right? Because you sit down, and all I would do is hang out with my friends and play all the heavy metal that I wanted, Right? My mom thought I was like, going crazy. She thought I was losing my mind because I was listening to all this crazy Metallica and all this stuff. Um, obviously, my mom's Cuban too, so she's like, why aren't you listening to like, salsa and merengue? You know? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that's part of me, but like, this, this stuff gets me excited, you know? Metallica, metal, all that stuff. So it was a great time to always go there, play my guitar, until this one day. One day I walk in, we sit down, and the normal teacher is not there. So already flag number one, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a weird day. That's weird. Well, no, not a big deal. All right, we still got the guitars, you know. Well, the guy gets up. He's like, hello, my name is whatever his name was. Today, you will not be touching the guitars. And I'm like, oh, oh say what? <laughs> like, it's guitar class. What are we going to do? Sit around, look at you the whole time? He's like, hey, you know, like, no. It's like, we got to play guitar. And so I raise my hand. I'm like, sir, but this is guitar class. He's like, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be like that. He's like, I don't want to hear it. Don't touch those guitars. I'm like, how rude. You know, like, come on. So I'm sitting there. I'm just kind of like annoyed. And then I start hearing like, you know, how it is in your classroom, people talking, whatever. I'm like, what is this, you know? And someone tells me, hey, in a moment, Raymond over there, he's going to get up and go sharpen this pencil. And I'm like, okay. And like, what's the point? Okay, great. I'm glad he's going to be able to write correctly, you know, give me a break. And he's like, but... Then he's going to flip the switch on the lights, turn off the lights, and then we're going to throw all of our chairs at the substitute teacher. <laughs> True story. Okay? And I'm like, no, we're not. He's like, oh, yeah, we are. I'm like, no, we're not. And then before I could even argue with the guy, there's Raymond with the pencil. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm like, <gasps> and just to set the record clear, okay, I did not throw a chair. Now leave that out there, okay? I wasn't saved back then, but I knew, like, just I was a better human than that. You know, like, come on. So he's there. He's going, he's going over to the sharpener, you know, and then he flips the switch. And I just want you to try to understand, okay? We were, like, in one of those, those like, classrooms that had, like, levels. And so we're above this guy. 
And so we just, and they're like all these loose chairs, like kind of like the ones that you're sitting in right now. He hits that switch, and it's utter chaos. You just hear some guy screaming for his life, ah! and just chairs everywhere, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, and he turns on the light, and you see a mountain of chairs where it used to be his desk. And then he comes out of it just like, you guys are crazy. And he runs through the hallway of my middle school screaming, somebody save me, help me. It was a scene, there's no doubt, it was a scene. It was a great day, it was a great day, right? And here's the thing, we picked up all the chairs when he was gone. We picked them all up, set everything up aside, okay? We sat down and we're just like, okay, everybody calm, everybody calm, ready? Do your work. We started doing our work. He shows up with three or four security guards. And he's just like, look what, look what. And his like left eye starts switching. He's like, no, 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 wait, 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 I'm, I'm not crazy. These kids threw chairs at me. And the security guards are like, yeah, okay, buddy, it's, it's going to be all right. It's going it's, it's to be a good day. Don't worry about it. It's, just come with us. Just, guys, don't worry about it. He's just having a, a kind of a crazy day. Just keep doing your work. And we're like, yeah, yeah, that's weird. Well, I don't have that guy. That's weird, you know? Like, and we're just sitting there doing our work. And uh, can you believe we actually got away with it? Like, we got away with that that day. It's insane, right? I think about that all the time. I'm not throwing chairs at people, but um, I just think about that, that moment. Did he actually, did he deserve to get thrown, to get chairs thrown at him? I mean, middle school, whoa, somebody said, yeah, okay. <laughs> On the back of the connection card, need, no, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> I will talk to you after the service. Anyway, no, I, maybe he didn't. I mean, if you ask middle school George, I mean, absolutely. I wanted to play my Metallica. I wanted to play my music, you know? Um, but he was, honestly, he was just doing his job. Just because he thought guitar class should be a little bit different than what I wanted, or he wanted things a little bit different than what I wanted, what we wanted. All of a sudden, because of that little interaction, I don't know, this, it triggered this, like, monster inside of me. Like, just like, I gotta take this guy out. You know, like, so weird. Have you guys ever been in a situation like that? I hope you don't throw chairs at people, okay? Um, my mom throws, throws chancletas at me, but besides that, like, not, not chairs, right? I hope you don't throw chairs, but if, you, if we're really honest, I mean, honestly, you'd probably be like, okay, well, no, no, I never disliked somebody that much, or never tried to avoid somebody, or hated somebody that much, because, George, I'm a Christian, and um, I honor God with all of my relationships. No, that's the, that's the typical Christian answer that I do not want to hear right now, because at one point or another... You have tried to avoid somebody or, try, or disagreed with somebody. Maybe for you, it was on social media. When you go to social media and you check on your Facebook, your thing looks like this. There's like 26 people that are dying to be your friend. Just dying to be your friend. I just want please accept it. Please accept it, right? But these silly people, they don't know that social media is not supposed to be a social thing. <laughs> Come on, right? I don't have social media to socialize with people. I just have that there so I can remember how many people I'm trying to avoid and not deal with, right? That's what that is. That's not a friend request. That's like, oh, the people that I need to avoid request. Perfect. Awesome. Let's leave them right there. Have you ever done that before? Oh, I know you have because I have. No doubt. Or maybe for you, it wasn't that. Maybe for you, it was a family member, Right? that said the wrong thing, rubbed you the wrong way. Nobody, nobody ever deals with a family member that does that in this place because we all have happy families, right? Christmas is the best time of the year because we're with family. Christmas, also the worst time of the year because we're with family, right? It's just the way it is. There's always a crazy cousin, a crazy grandma that says something, makes a scene. There's some type of drama, right? Or maybe it's just somebody that has a different culture or language or appearance or disability or maybe skin color, all of that stuff. Whether you've canceled somebody in your life or not, I'm glad that you are here. Because in, I don't know if there's a crazier year than this year when it comes to people canceling people out than 2020. 
People just having grudges. People just holding up. It's like, no, no, I'm not going to, no, I don't know. I don't believe that. I don't know, no, no. And it's just crazy to think that I, I, I don't think any one of you woke up today and just like, oh, I'm going to go ruin some relationships today. Right? Did anybody do that? Please don't raise your hand. Please don't raise your hand. Right? No, I, I, I really hope not. Obviously, because why are you here at church on the last Sunday of 2020? Because we need 2021 to be different. I am so done with 2020. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. If you're watching online, I know you're done watching me on the screen. So show up next Sunday. Bye. All right, right? Seriously. It's a, we're just so done about this whole thing. And people, people have been on edge about everything. And they just, instead of dealing with it, what have we done? We've just canceled things out. We've just canceled people out. Like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm, I'm, I'm over here. No, a, a pandemic. I'm quarantined in my house. I just want to talk to you. Right? We've done that. And so maybe you're saying, yeah, George, okay, fine. I, I get what you're saying. You want me to respond in a way that honors God to these people. And I shouldn't avoid people. I get that. But if you knew Fulano, you know, if you knew what he said, if you knew this lady that I deal with every day, my coworker that plays smooth jazz nine hours straight every single day, you would try to avoid them too, George. I'm like, well, maybe. Because you don't know them. You're right. I don't. But God does. And they still deserve to get loved. And so here's the thing. Today we're going to be looking at a moment in Jesus' life where in reality it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially if you were from that time, because he's going to break all rules. He's going to do all things that are completely opposite of what you expect him to do in order for someone to feel loved. And I wholeheartedly believe that if you want 2021 to change, here's what you have to understand. Walking into 20, we're a couple days away, a few days away. You will not be able to control anything that 2021 throws your way. So just get that mind and get that, get that thought and throw it out of your mind, okay? You cannot control what 2021 is going to bring, but you can control how you honor God and represent Him in the new year. Amen? All right. So if we're, if, we, if we're seeing eye to eye on that, understand this. This whole cancel culture thing that, that really sprung up in 2020 is not a new thing. It's not. Back in Jesus' time, they did the same thing. If you were sick, if you were poor, if you were disabled, you, unclean, you would get separated all the time, right? That, maybe that's, might, might sound a little crazy, but guess what? Thousands of years later, we're doing the same exact thing right now. Whether you have ethnic or cultural differences, political differences, religious differences, all of that, there's so much tension that we live in right now. How in the world, George, do you want me to think that 2021 is going to get any better. Like, it's called faith, right? That's why we're here. And you see, I know that you want to make sure that the people that you come in contact with in 2021, even the people that you kind of dislike and all of that, you still want to honor God. And you want to live the life that God intended you to live. And I believe that that life does not include having a list of 26 people that you're going to avoid, or like that coworker that you're never going to talk to, or having all these, this list of people that are on your blacklist. God didn't have a blacklist, neither should we. So, what does Jesus do? It's going to be in your notes. It's in John 4. He's going into this place called Samaria. And if you want to know one thing about Samaria, Jewish people hated Samaritans. Hated. I mean, I'm not talking about like, oh, it's kind of dislike. No, no, like hated. Major beef. Okay, beef. So think about this. Jewish people would walk toward Jerusalem to go worship, to go have all the, all the different uh, festivals that they would do, right? But guess what was right in smack dab in the middle of that, of that, tra- tra- uh, that path? Samaria. So guess what they would do? 
It would be like a one-day walk, just go straight to Samaria, and that's it. But instead, they go all the way around the entire nation. Why? Because they hated them that much. So for years, hundreds of years, Jewish people and Samaritans were never together, ever. And if they were, drama for your mama, right? So here we go, John 4. Let's see what it says. It says, now he, Jesus, had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well, and it was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Hey, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food, and the Samaritan woman said to him, Uh, you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? That's just not the way it works. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with from this well that is so deep. Where where can you get this living water, so-called living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock? Jesus said, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give, give them will, never become, will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And if you follow there and give me your attention, how do, we, how do we start learning to love like Jesus? We do the exact same thing that Jesus is doing right now. What is he doing? He is loving beyond expectations. That's, that's what you gotta do. We've gotta love beyond expectations. Jesus didn't care about the social and religious restrictions because of what happened. Oh, Samaria, oh, oh, watch out. It was already controversial enough that a respectable man like Jesus would sit down at a well in a common place with an unmarried woman and ask her for a drink. He was already breaking all types of rules, all types of like, no, 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 you can't, Jesus, what are you doing? If the disciples were there, they were buying food. If they were there, they would have been like, yo, 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 no, 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 hey, shh, don't talk to that lady. Avoid her, avoid her. That's what we're supposed to do. That was the expectation, right? But no. And on top of that, guess what? He actually respected her, sat down, spoke to her kindly. He was never cruel and respected her enough to just like, hey, I just want to talk to you and try to like kind of lean in for a second because there's an opportunity here and I don't want you to miss it. That's love. The people that you want try to avoid, you're like, no, no, but I'm, George, you don't understand. Everybody expects me to treat this person a certain way. Great for them. But you're a follower of Jesus. And we're supposed to love like he loves. And guess what? That means we're going to have to get into some uncomfortable situations sometimes. And I have to be honest. I mean, I'm a pastor. And, uh, you know, I don't want to have to, like, come clean right here, right now. But I trust you guys. There are some people in my life that I've had to cancel that I've had to shut out. I mean, I, I just, you know, there are people that just that, that bring me down, that are trying to guide me in the wrong direction. I just, I, I don't have time for those type of people. Wait, 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 wait Pastor, did, isn't this the opposite of what you're supposed to be preaching about? Stay with me, okay? I just can't trust anybody that says there, 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 are, there are better french fries than McDonald's french fries. <laughs> Amen. Whoever's clapping knows it. That's right. I don't want to hear, oh, but Wendy's changed their recipe. Wendy hasn't made a good fry since they've opened. Okay? 
in the first service, I'm like, I love Wendy's. Whoa. I was like, okay, you know, like, right? No, I can't trust you. I'm sorry. Checkers, okay, yeah, they're pretty good. McDonald's has the best fries, point blank. And if you don't believe that, I can't trust you. You're canceled. That's it. I'm canceling you out, right? Here's another example. This one really gets me. There are people in this world that think that raisins belong inside picadillo. I care a lot about you guys. You have to understand this. They don't, okay? I stopped eating raisins when I was like, what, two? In a little box, you know? I'm like, hey, that's it. They don't belong in any dish. Raisins are disgusting, okay? Grapes are much better. Try those. They're amazing. But they, neither of them de- 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 deserve to be in picadillo, okay? Ground beef, if you don't know what picadillo is, right? The only thing you need to add to picadillo is a sliced banana, okay? And you have to cut it up like this, like a sushi roll. Amen. Amen. Who here actually likes raisins in their picadillo? Wow. Okay. So, wow. oh, wow. Some people that I love so dearly. Like, hey, guess what? There's two exits right here. Make your way. Ushers, please. Do your, do your thing. No, right? We laugh. Okay. We laugh because, oh, yeah, picadillo. But, man, honestly, like, we've canceled people out for little petty things like something like a raisin in the picadillo. Honestly, for a petty thing. Because she said that one thing 13 and a half years ago on this day at 4 o'clock, you know, like, Really? And because of that, you're not, like, come on. We're not called to cancel anybody out of our lives. Even the McDonald's haters and all that. No. Matthew says this, right? It says, teacher, which command in the law is the most important? Jesus answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and most important commandment. But here's the second. The second command is like the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. And that's hard. That's so hard. You don't know my neighbors. Oh, man. They have a pachanga at 2 o'clock in the morning, and they're like, like, I'm like, go to sleep. I have two kids. And they don't care. They're playing playing music loud. and I got to love them, Jesus? Oh, come on. There's no way there's room in heaven for those people. Come on. There's no way. Oof, right? No, but it's true. It's true. Because here's the thing. If you say you believe in God, and you follow Jesus, you you call yourself a Christ follower, but you can't love someone who's unlovable, then why does the church exist? What, what are we doing? Why, why, why are we Christians then? Because it doesn't take us to believe into anything to just cancel people out. Anybody can do that. No, we haven't been called to cancel. We've been called to love. You, take this, you want this world to be taken back? Follow Jesus' example. Love beyond expectations. No matter what, that coworker that's annoying, that's in the cubicle playing smooth jazz, whatever it is, whatever, I don't know why it's smooth jazz today, but it's smooth jazz today, right? That annoying coworker, everyone expects you to avoid them, expects you to go to lunch with the other person. What would happen if you were to take that person out to lunch and ask them, hey, can I pray for you? Is there, is there anything going on that, you know, you need prayer? You know that would happen? You have no idea the, the potential of life change that can happen from you taking a moment and instead of avoiding someone, loving them instead. Maybe inviting them to Calvary. Maybe they, they, maybe they come and they, they, they meet the Lord right here. You have no idea the power that you have. But the thing is, we're so hesitant sometimes because, well, no, they're a little awkward. They don't really believe the same thing I believe. No, they're, like seriously, like oh, a server at a restaurant. We do this all the time as a family. We're like, we're, we're getting ready to go. We're eating, okay. And go, hey, uh, can I pray for you? 99% of the time. It's, it's weird at first. Don't get me wrong. It's weird. It always is weird at the beginning. 
99% of the time, they go, you know what? Yeah, thank, thank, yeah, I, I have a test, or I, I have a, a, my, my mom's sick, or whatever. I could guarantee you, you do that, you're probably the only person, a million people, that instead of being served, you started serving them instead, right? And that's what Jesus would have done. Jesus would be like, you know what? The expectation is, like, just give me the bill. I just want to get out of here. The kids are going crazy. I, I don't have time. Bye. And just leave. No, but Jesus would have stopped and would have been like, hey, how can I pray for you? Never miss an opportunity to show someone Jesus' love because who else is going to do it, church? We are the church. We're the Christians. We're the disciples. We're the ones that have to go out there, be his ambassador, and represent him in this crazy world. Oh, but we don't have time. No, we always do have time. Because think about who we represent in John 13. It's in your outline. It says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you sometimes love one another, no. If you love one another. So I want to help you and help myself, honestly, with this whole situation, with this idea. Um, On the back of your connection card, I put a very intentional next step that I would love for you to take. Um, I'm going to take it myself. Uh, It's a Bible reading plan on how to love people who think differently than you do. And I love this idea because guess what? Nobody's an expert. Jesus was, but I'm not an expert. No one in here is an expert. And I can always get better because I want 2021 to start on the right foot. And even though I can't control what's going around around me, at least I can control the relationships that I have and the relationships that I'm going to build in 2021. So if you want to read that with me, it's like a four-day thing right before the new year four-day little reading plan, then check that off on the back of your connection card, and I'll email you that link, and we can start that together and somehow make sure that 2021 starts off on a different foot than 2020 ever did. Well, Jesus doesn't stop there. Let's check out the rest of John 4. It says this, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. She, She thought it was real water. He wasn't talking about water. Anyway, let's keep going, right? Anyway, I'm so thirsty. Imagine water. Never. Anyway, yeah, so draw the water. Here you go. Next one. He told her, go call your husband and come back. Say what? Well, that's weird. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. Ooh, Jerry Springer. Careful. Careful, Right? Any DNA test? You know, anyway, what you have just said is quite true. And the woman said, okay, I, I know Messiah, that the Messiah is coming called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus declared, I, the one who's speaking to you, I am he. Just then his disciples returned and they were surprised, obviously, to find him talking to a woman. But no one asked, hey, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? Be positive and give me your attention. So crazy little situation right here. But what Jesus is showing us, you want to learn how to love like him? You got to love beyond expectations. And the number two in your outline is you need to love beyond circumstances. You need to love beyond circumstances. Jesus knew her past, and her present circumstances. He knew it even before he spoke one word to this lady. Remember in the beginning when we first started reading in in John 4? It said that he had to go. Not like, oh, I was just kind of strolling around to Samaria. No, no, no. He just needed, he had to go. Why? Because he knew what he was going to do. 
He was going to set somebody free that day. And that's what he did. How? By loving her, regardless of the expectation and regardless of the circumstances. He calls her out. It wasn't like a, a simple, like, oh, I love you. Hey, just, okay, go frolic around. Bye. You know, no. It was like, hey, by the way, five husbands. How do you know that? Yeah. And then you got a booty call on the side. Like, that's not good. <laughs> Honestly, it's true. He completely calls her out. He knows her lifestyle. He knows all the mistakes, the sin, everything. And he loved her regardless of her circumstances. Church, what do you think would happen if you loved people that way? What would happen? What would the news look like if people, instead of trying to outsmart each other, outdo this, outdo that, what if people would just try to outlove each other all the time? Don't you think the news would look a little different? I mean, I can't even watch the news anymore. I can't. I stay, I stay updated on what's going on in the world and all of that, of course. But the hysteria, the nonsense, the drama, the, the, all this stuff. Like, listen, Jesus dealt with all of that. He's an expert at being surrounded by people who hated him. Nobody wanted the church to thrive. Nobody wanted Jesus to have followers. I mean, that was ridiculous in that time. Like, give me a break. This guy's crazy. But what set him apart? He loved a world that was drowning without it. And guess what? We're not that far away. Our world is drowning without love. There are people in this world that need you and I to come alongside them and remind them this hope of the world that we just talked about in Christmas, right? If that is really true, that there is some hope out there for 2021, guess who he wants that news to get shared by? You guys. What did the lady do? She forgot what she was doing at the well. She was like, forget this. I don't need a pail. She ran through Samaria, letting everybody know what Jesus did for her. After that conversation, none of that mattered because she believed. And she brought a bunch of people with her that ended up being Christ followers as well. But the thing is, George, if I do that, wouldn't, is, wouldn't, I, look, wouldn't I get made fun of if I hang out with certain people? or Maybe. Wouldn't I lose friends? If you lose them, they weren't your friends in the, in the first place. Ooh, Right? It's easier, church, to cancel people out, for sure. But aren't you glad that Jesus didn't cancel you? Aren't you glad that he didn't choose the easy route? He chose the cross. I mean, there's nothing easy about that. I mean, even on the cross, think about this. Think about the amount of pain that he was in. He's on that cross. He looks to the left, and he sees some guy. He's like, hey, don't forget about me. Thief. Track record. Who knows how long his track record was? And guess what? Don't worry. I got you. You'll be with me in paradise. Even at that very moment. You think he wanted to be like, hey, let's have a conversation while I'm up here? No, of course not. But he was on a mission. And not only a mission, but also to set up an example so that we can follow in his footsteps. See, I don't know about you, but I'm sure grateful that Jesus loved me when I was unlovable. I was running the complete opposite direction church the complete opposite direction and you know what he did for me he gave me a second chance he gave me a family that i don't deserve which still to this day like i think about it and i'm like you blinded evelyn she doesn't see who she's actually married to which hallelujah thank you lord okay right because she's way more good looking than i am and thank god somehow our kids came out cute all right woo, you know right and here's the thing i never in a million years check this out never wanted kids Never wanted to get married because I saw the train wreck that my mom and dad were, like train wreck. Never wanted that pain in my life. And he's just like, George, 
You think you don't need this. You think being separated from everybody, being isolated is what you want. But what you really need and what you're dying of is you need love. You need somebody to come alongside you and love you. And man, in a few months, like in three months, Evelyn and I are going to be married for 10 years. What is that? 10 years? Yeah, thank you. That's crazy. She was in the first service, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you've dealt with me for 10 years, you know? Like, and she was just like, yeah, okay, you know, don't, don't you know? Like, and here's the thing. What have I learned? I learned that instead of trying to outsmart her, instead of trying to, like, just, like, you know, write down all the things that she's done wrong that irk me and all that stuff, right? No. Instead, what if I try to outlove her the rest of my life? And what if she tries to do the same thing? You know what's going to happen? We're probably going to stay together a little while. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to annoy her. She's not going to annoy me. And I remember at the beginning when I was first getting married, people were telling me like, the first year, all these people that have been, you know, married, like, the first year, man. <sighs> That's tough. You know? And I'm like, really? Yeah. She's <laughs> crazy. You know? I had this one delivery guy. I, I used to work at a warehouse. And I told the guy, hey, I'm not going to be here because I'm getting married. And I'm going to go on my honeymoon. The guy's like, no! I'm like, what, 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 what? He's like, don't get married. I'm like, why? He's like, you're going to ruin your life. I'm like, I am? What, are you crazy? I'm like, I don't, maybe. I don't know. What, why? He's like, you're going to put a ring on her finger, just like the song says, right? You, know, you should have put a ring. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. No, right? And he's like, and she's going to change. She's going to lose her mind. She's going to open up all these credit cards, and she's going to bankrupt you. I'm like, Evelyn's going to do that to me? Am I making the right decision? Like, wait, whoa. And like, I remember, like, everybody was just like, you know, just telling me, like, no, don't get married, don't get married. But I also realized that most of those people didn't know Christ. Most of those people didn't have God in their life. Most of those people have been through, like, four or five divorces, and they have definitely a track record. But what I decided to do was, like, you know what? I don't have it figured out. I remember sitting down with Evelyn and telling her, listen, I'm going to make mistakes. And I'm so sorry. I'm going to say the wrong things. I'm going to have a bad attitude sometimes. She's going to do certain things some way. You flip the toilet paper this way, which I, I, can't, I can't really forgive, but I'll flip it every time for the rest of my life because you're worth it, girl. You're worth it, you know? No, we decided to, instead of worrying about all the faults that we have, I decided to love her beyond any circumstance. That's what unconditional love looks like, church. That's what Jesus did for each and every single one of you. Unconditional, that means... Doesn't matter. No, but Jordan, you have no, yeah, no, I, I get it. I, we all have a track record. This lady had a track record. But it sounds too good to be true. That's what she was saying. She just came for a pail of water. And she was going to go back to that lifestyle where she was probably miserable. Husband number seven, eight, nine, ten, looking around, trying to figure out what it is that she's searching for. What she was searching for was that living water that only comes from Jesus Christ. It's the only thing that you and I need. That's the only thing that 2021 needs. We don't need another, oh no, another like self-help book. And no, no, we don't need any of that. What we need is Jesus. And we focus on his love. And we focus on reciprocating that same love to the people around us. And guess what? We're probably going to have a better year than this past year. Because instead of worrying about the news and all this stuff, all I want to worry about is like, are the people around me, do they feel Jesus' love? And if they don't, God, help me to do that. Help me to love that unlovable person. Help me to love beyond that expectation. Help me to be like your son. I'm never going to be Jesus. But I just want to look a little like him. That's my prayer for you guys. 
Because Jesus sacrificed it all, not so we can sit around with this power that we have. We have the same power that raised him from the, from the grave. It, it, it's in you. How often do you exercise that? Not often enough. So today's the day, right? Today's the day. I mean, we're a couple of days away from 2021. You can't change it, but you can change how you represent him. And I believe if we start loving people beyond their beyond the expectations and beyond their circumstances, guess what? They're going to change as well. And that's going to be, it's just like a snowball effect. It starts really small and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And hopefully in this fallen world, we'll fill heaven with a bunch of new believers because you chose to not avoid them, but you chose to approach them. You chose to love them the way Christ would have done if he was here right now. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your love. It's something that we will never understand, God. It's something that we can never believe that we're ever going to deserve. This grace, this forgiveness, this hope, this mercy. I mean, God, you're so generous. And we're grateful that you wrote this, this story. It's such a small little story about this woman as an example for our lives. I don't know who it is, who the, the Samaritan woman is in, in the lives of the people who are here right now, God, but Lord, they do. They know who they need to forgive. They know the relationships that need to get mended. They know that they've been avoiding this person for such a long time. And God, I just pray right now that you would give them the strength and give them the opportunity to mend that relationship. Whether that's a text, an email, a a face-to-face conversation, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that you would use the people in this room, that you would use the people watching right now to change what 2021 can look like, not because of what we believe in this, no, but instead because of the way we love like your son. So right now, every eye closed, I just want to give you an opportunity. If, if, while I was talking in this whole message, you're probably thinking about that one person or multiple people or that group or that couple or that family member, that coworker, that friend that you've been avoiding for petty things. If today is the last day you're going to do that, today is the day that you're going to be like, Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I need your help. I need your strength and your guidance, your wisdom, because if, I, if it's up to me, I would just run the opposite direction. If you're here right now, if every eye closed, every head bowed, and you need to mend a relationship in your life before 2021 even starts, I want to invite you to raise your hand so I can pray for you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if, if you're here and maybe you just need to come back to Jesus. Maybe you don't even know. You didn't even know that Jesus, Son of God, came into this world, gave his life, and forgave you of everything you've ever done. Can I tell you, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine that, but it's a gift. It's a free gift. You don't have to work your way to get it. You don't have to be better, try to do better, be a better person. He knows exactly who you are, all the faults, all the mistakes, and he loves you anyway. And he loved you first. And all he wants you to do is accept it. It's a free gift. Maybe today's the day that you come back to Jesus. Maybe today's the day that you accept him as your Lord and Savior, that you let him into every area of your life. Watch how beautiful he makes it. Maybe today's the day you make that decision, and I want to pray for you as well. So every eye closed, every head bowed, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you want to come back to Jesus, 
I want, to, I want you to raise your hand so I can pray for you as well. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. Lord, I thank you so much for how faithful you are, God. Even when we're running the opposite direction, even when we have all these mistakes, all this stuff, God, you, you are so faithful. You love us no matter what. And God, I pray for the people who are in this room right now and the people that are watching right now as well. There are people in their lives that they, they need to let go and, and give to you so that you can give them a, a game plan, Father, so you can give them the strength and the wisdom to be able to approach them and love them because you would do the same and you did the same for every single one of us. So it's the least that we can do, God. Give us the strength. Those people that raise their hands, I, got, I pray for that person, that meeting, that text, that phone call. Even if it's awkward at the beginning, Father, they wouldn't rely on their own strength, but they would rely on you. You're going to do an amazing work. And same thing for the people who raise their hands, God, to accept your son and the sacrifice that he made for them. Lord, we're grateful for the cross. We're grateful that he didn't cancel us out when he could have. Instead, he loved us beyond all of our mistakes. You keep no track record, Father. Instead, you give us a second chance. And today, those people are going to get a second chance. So if you raise your hand, I want, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. It's not some kind of magic formula or anything. It's just, it's a simple prayer that if you pray in sincerity, you believe it in your heart, if you're done doing life your way, and you pray this prayer, God will hear it, and you will be saved. It's not going to be an easy road, but it's going to be a road worth walking. So this, the whole church is going to pray alongside with you. We're all going to repeat this out loud, nice and loud, and just repeat after me. Say, Dear God, I come before you today, and I say that I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made and for the sin in my life. I believe that Jesus gave his life so that I can have mine. And I want to walk with him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If today you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. It's one of the best decisions you've ever made. And we as a church want to help you with your next steps. You see, we have a free gift we'd like to give you. And in order for you to receive that gift, all you have to do is visit mycalvary.com forward slash begin. Don't forget to tune in next week for our next podcast. God bless you.